2: Help I Suck at Dating
0: with Dean Vanessa and Jared an iHeartRadio podcast Hello everyone, thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. I'm Dean Ungler here in Los Angeles. I'm going to hand the introductions over to my co-hosts who are all over the country right now. Jared, hey guys,
4: it's Vanessa, Vanessa all you? the way from Montreal. Mm, in Argentina. my bedroom.
2: And Jared? Hello, I'm in DC. <laughs> we're taking the world by storm
0: we're taking Taking the north america by storm at least
4: thank god for technology
0: very special episode for you guys today obviously not only are we all in three separate locations around north america but we also have ken page calling in who is the author of an incredible new book we have uh obviously vanessa in here to vouch for her side of the the poop story that uh we discussed (laughs) a little bit last week and on almost famous podcast and that was Vanessa pooping still. <laughs> and um, we're just going to kind of catch up with everyone and see how everyone's doing. So let's just kind of get right into it.
4: Well, Dean, happy belated birthday. Yay! Oh, yeah. Yay.
0: Thanks, guys. Thanks for the birthday, love. Um, it was, uh, you know, I'm turned 28. So there's not really much reason to celebrate nowadays. But Vanessa, you did something pretty exciting recently.
4: I did. So I was a gymnast for a couple of years. And then uh, naturally when the gymnasts from my club quit, they went to Cirque du Soleil to become acrobats. And I was like, oh, I want to become an acrobat. But then it was like, I think about six years after I quit gymnastics, I went to the Cirque school. I did the orientation. I walked around the school. I got familiar with the program. And then I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm just going to go into teaching. And then I went to university. And now at the age of 31 years old, Cirque du Soleil contacted me. They're like, we'd love to have you in our headquarters, dressed up as one of the acrobats, put the makeup on, put their costume on, and get a training from the professionals. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the best day of my life. So I spent the entire day yesterday. Well, it was a morning uh, until late afternoon. And it was everything I could have imagined. My body right now is so sore. I actually did if you're familiar with gymnastics or or the circus like language i basically like swung so that uh, there was this guy holding me from my hands and he was swinging me and he released me and then i did a front salto dismount and landed the dismount like wow. i was so i don't shocked.
2: know what that means mm-hmm. do I.
4: so i basically did you know like when you do a front roll on the floor
2: yeah, I can
0: do. So that. So
4: imagine, imagine like a guy swings you in the air, and you f- like you do a front flip, and then you land on. And I, I was like, I don't know how many stories high, but I was like, I had to climb up a ladder. I was like, really, really high. If and you had I, to guess,
2: I, how high were you?
4: Oh man, I was uh, like, I'm not like uh, at least two stories, three stories high.
2: So like twenty, thirty feet.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Or more. Yeah. Anyways, it's all. It's all on. It's all It's we recorded the whole thing. It was. It was amazing. So this was like one of my dreams come I've been wanting to become an acrobat for years and they're like when I was leaving the coach was like Vanessa I think you need to switch careers I was like Ugh, you actually think I could become an acrobat he's like yeah just you know a little bit more training he was a Russian guy I am <laughs> not really good, I'm not really good with with accents but he he was just like super encouraging and um it's I don't know if you guys know but Cirque du Soleil was created from a Montreal troupe.
0: Hmm.
4: so they're they're Montreal based
0: so you got a you're a shoe in what you're saying? Yeah, yes. you're homegrown.
4: Yep, that's yep. crazy. I've no never fun. been to
0: I've never been to a Cirque du Soleil show, but I've heard they're incredible.
4: They're really great. If you're yeah. going to be, well, I'm sure they have some in, in LA. In LA, oh, they're traveling to LA. I can get you a backstage tour.
0: Wow, Do you, can you get me into the the thing like you did? Can I participate?
4: Probably not.
0: Come on, I'm not I very. So hook us up. What are you doing? I
4: could try. Okay, fine. I could. I could definitely try. But let me tell you, it was everything. I've. You know, when you're a little kid, I guess like with sports with you guys, imagine meeting Tom Brady. Jared.
2: (laughs) I imagine it every day of my life.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So imagine just like throwing a football with him on a field. That's what it felt like for me.
0: Okay. So so Vanessa, you did the Cirque du Soleil thing. It was my birthday recently. Jared, what the heck are you doing over in uh, D.C.?
2: You know, I'm taking naps, really. Uh, I uh, I went to Dunkin' Donuts this morning. It was a pretty good time. Sounds like you're um, really just living it up. Living the life right now. Now, we're over here. We were in New York because Ashley had to go to this bridal fashion week. Mm. And I tagged along because our florists, so we're working with a company called Birch in New York. They're pretty incredible. And they're doing all our florals for the wedding coming up in August. And so they have a warehouse. Wait, in- Jared,
4: when is the, when's your wedding date?
2: Uh, we have. We're not saying the date. We're not saying the venue or the date right now. We're just saying that it's in Newport and it's in Rhode Island because we just don't want to give away any too specifics, you know. Obviously, people will find out where the venue is afterwards, but we're kind of keeping it a little bit of a secret right now. Um, plus, we haven't even sent out invitations yet, so like, there's so many people that are coming to the wedding that don't even know where it's at. So let's let's get them knowing where where the venue is before we kind of put it out in the world just yet. And we have put out so much for the wedding. That it's nice to like keep some things a little bit close to the chest. Anyway, we went to the they, they have a warehouse in uh, uh, Brooklyn and it was cool because we went into the room and they had the entire room set up as our ballroom. So it was it was a very surreal moment for both Ashley and I walking in and they played Titanic. They played the um, My Heart Will Go On. So it was a very special... I was holding my dog, Lois, in our arms. And, you know, that Ashley and I so walked cute. in. Her. It was like a very adorable moment that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. And it was really cool seeing everything kind of come together with the florals and the tablecloth and the silverware and the plating and, and the lighting. Um, so, uh, you know, we've been it for a few months now. And that was the first time we actually saw it all put together. So it was a, a pretty awesome moment. And then... Uh, We came down to D.C. um, We we did a couple book readings for our children's book. And uh, we're visiting Ashley's parents down here. And then we head back to L.A. this weekend. Because I got to get back in time for the Avengers premiere. Because I'm going. I feel like you guys split so much of your time between here and the East Coast. We do. I mean, my parents live in, obviously, I'm born and raised in Rhode Island, and Ashley's parents are in Virginia. So, um, plus, we're getting married in Rhode Island. So, we've had to come back a few times for that, which is a good excuse for me to go home for a little while. And I love the East Coast. I was born and raised here. So, we definitely both want to move back at some point. Uh, the goal uh, would be, you know, to become bi-coastal but obviously, we have a long ways to go before then. What do you mean, but long we're, ways? We're these, well, that's where what you're going to open do, the bar right there, out there, right? I mean, I'd like to, man. That's kind of like the long term plan is to open up a bar back east. I've always worked in the hospitality industry, and it's always been a little bit of a dream of mine to open up a bar. And I have a very uh, specific concept that I'd like to do. And I would never want to do it on the West Coast because I just don't know the clientele well enough. I don't know what would work, what wouldn't work. The retail uh, property over there is far more expensive. So I'd like to bring it back home east um, where I think I'm a little bit more tapped in. And it would probably be a little bit more successful, knock on wood. But yet again, that's still years down the road. You know, Ashley and I have a lot more uh, things that we need to do and need to accomplish before we can even start thinking about that.
0: I talked to uh, your fiance yesterday, or I guess the other day. Was I? No, that was the other day. um, On the phone while she was recording the Almost Famous podcast because you've announced that uh, both, well, I guess all three of us, me, Tanner and uh, Nick are going to be groomsmen in your wedding.
2: That's public information, right? Yes, it is. I didn't even know that. Aww. Oh, that was a very interesting. Didn't even know that. Well, I, obviously I knew I asked them, but I didn't know it was public oh, was knowledge like, until I, I got tagged. Uh, well, shout out to this Instagram that is like dedicated to Dean. It's not your Instagram. It's like a fan account. Team They're very D. nice. Uh, D- what is it? Team Dean? Team Dean. Much respect. Sh- Gotta love them. Shout out to Team Dean. But they posted <laughs> like saying like, oh, Dean and Nick are in Jared's bachelor party. And this was like last Friday. And I'm so I sad. I'm not, always
4: the last one to know stuff about the wedding.
2: I, I didn't even know that was public information, and uh, I, but uh, Ashley was talking to somebody, and she just kind of like said it. Um, but yeah, Dean. Wait, so does this uh,
4: mean I'm not invited to the wedding? Can we all
2: just settle down for a minute? Wait, no, does uh, it? I don't. We, we haven't. We're going through the guest list right now. <laughs> we're just figuring <laughs> everything out.
4: <laughs> Jared, I'm heartbroken. Let me tell you something. Can I. We all, I, I I held off on my vacation plans in August and I kept asking I I didn't want to ask you directly. I was like, but I don't know when the wedding is because I, there was a trip that's planned in August and I'm like, well, I'm going to hold off on this, on this trip. Cause I want to come, I want to go to the wedding, but well, now I'm going to book my trip. to. Th- I'm going to book my vacation.
2: <laughs> well, definitely don't schedule your vacation around me. I would never want that for a wedding regardless. You it's know, It's your
4: wedding. It's not a birthday party. It's your wedding. It's like, the, I, hopefully it's your first and last. So
2: uh, some i would have Hope wanted so. to come to. um well obviously i mean listen for all the wonderful things within bachelor it's just well anyway well we're all going to talk about this at some point and figure everything out the wedding is still a ways away but yes point of the story is uh dean i asked you because dean you and i have grown closer ever since the podcast started and we've become a lot closer friends and specifically probably over the past like five or six months i feel like i've grown a lot closer with you and i'll the, what really cemented uh, when I wanted you to be a, a, a groomsman was our trip to Foxwoods because... Um you always just make me happy, man. You're a very happy, happy guy. And and you're always so optimistic. And like, I know, I want you to be a part of the party because you're, I know you'll just be energetic and smiling and you'll make me smile as well and not stressed out. And, uh, it was when we were at Foxwoods doing our event, uh, a few weeks ago and we were in the club and you know, we're not, you know, big club people. And Dean and I were just trying to have fun. and, And we were like, fist pumping and chanting help I suck at dating help I suck at dating a great night it was awesome and so it was like this is a no-brainer I want Dean to be a part of my groomsmen party yeah I mean, was I, was, cool. I was flattered when you asked
0: actually I was a little bummed to hear that both Nick and Tanner are going to be there as well obviously I get it like you and Tanner are best friends from obviously way
2: way back yeah. But I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to be the only guy from The Bachelor that's going to be up there. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, of course, Nick's in there, too. Obviously, Nick and I have grown very close, and I lived with him for a little while. And uh, Nick is, you know, another guy that I've been on a couple seasons of Bachelor with, and then we've just formed a really strong friendship off the show as well. Um, but uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll see about Tanner, obviously. Tanner uh, is, you know, he's like an honorary member of The Bachelor Party, but he's also, uh, you know, marrying Ashley and I. He's our officiant. Um, but You know, uh, Jade is pregnant and she's due right around our wedding. So, uh, I hope they're able to come. I hope both Tanner and Jade are able to come because they're, uh, Two of my closest friends, and uh, obviously Ashley's as well. So it would be a bummer if they can't. But, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, from Bachelor, it, it's you three that are part of the party, and then some other guys. Actually, you know it was funny. Dean Tory texted me a couple days ago. Did she ever play a game with you? Apparently, she wanted to play a game of to see if you could name any of the groomsmen not named Nick or Tanner. Um, your dad, your father's name is Phil. Ah, oh, so close. Bill. Fred. Fred. Ah. <laughs> Bill. Oh, four letters. <laughs> Four letters and you. I mean, you had the P. Sounds like an F. It was pretty close. <laughs> He's your best but, man, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad oh. is, is my best man, so um, I asked him way back at, at Christmas, uh, but that was a really nice moment. So, so we're excited. We're doing wedding planning, and it's kind of all coming together, which is really nuts. And it's even crazier to think that it's all within the next, you know, four months ish. Um, it's flying by. It's exciting. Well, yeah, and then a bunch of your other groomsmen are going to be friends from. Oh yeah, Home. Rhode Island. Yeah, there's one of my buddies. He lives up in Vancouver, but I, I was, I kind of grew up with him in Rhode Island, and then he moved over to Vancouver. He lives there now with his his fiance. And then obviously, you guys live in L.A., but then pretty much everybody else lives in Rhode Island. That's the cool part. That's. I'm lucky to be being married over in Rhode Island because a lot of my friends and family are there. And then Ashley's family is mostly either in Jersey or in Northern Virginia. So everybody's kind of up there except for, you know, Bachelor, obviously producers and casts. So yeah.
0: All right. It'll be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Let's jump into a phone call with Ken Page, who is the author and host of a podcast, Deeper Dating. But before we do that, we are going to tell you guys a little bit about hers.
4: So ladies, I'm sure you could relate to this. You go into a department store or into a pharmacy and there's high priced store brands, gimmicky marketing tricks to disappointing products that often do not perform. And it's impossible to know where to put your trust. And the truth is, we aren't we aren't trying to look 18 again, but we are trying to look like we slept at least seven hours or eight hours and drank eight glasses of water every day, which would be nice. I think I drink like about like five glasses of water. I need to step up my water game ForHers.com is the new women's wellness brand cutting the cost and delivering you one of dermatologists go-to solutions for aging skin fought for by a woman for women for hers is helping women deal with aging skin and providing access to licensed doctors all online, which is super amazing. A doctor will will evaluate you and can prescribe you a treatment that can be delivered directly to your door and everyone's skin is different. So even, I mean, even my skin changes with the seasons. Um, it's super oily in the summertime and really dry in the winter. So the doctor can help tailor your treatment directly to you and for you for your skin type prescription. High strength retinoid face cream is here to help smooth appearances of fine lines, uneven skin texture and a dull complexion without keeping our faces stuck in one expression. And I keep getting asked this a lot. I've never tried Botox or fillers. So this is something for hers.com is something that I um, really want to try out, and uh, especially because it's so hard out here to get a, 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 an appointment with a dermatologist. So our listeners can get their first month of anti-aging formula from HERS for $10 off right now while supplies last and subject, of course, to your doctor's approval. See website for full details. Go to ForHERS.com slash Dean. That's F-O-R-H-E-R-S dot com slash Dean. ForHERS.com slash D-E-A-N. Restrictions apply. See website for full details.
0: All right, you guys. We all know how hard hiring can be. You have multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy and you only have to go to one place to get it done, ZipRecruiter.com slash date. Date! ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find out People with the right experience, and invites them to apply to the job that you need filled. How incredible! As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates, so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Wow! That's how many employers. Four out of five. That's 80% within the first day. Good math, Dean. Thank you. School's almost out. It's hard finding an internship, let alone a job. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash date. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-T-E. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to
2: hire. All right, we have Ken Page on the line. Ken is the host of the Deeper Dating podcast. He's also the author of the best-selling book, Deeper Dating, How to Drop the Games of Seduction and Discover the Power of Intimacy. Ken, are you there? I am very here. Hey, Ken, how are you?
5: I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
2: Thank you for having. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, you are on the line uh, with the Help I Suck at Dating crew, Dean and Vanessa. Hey, Ken. Hey, Ken. Why don't you tell us uh, who you are? Give a little background to the listeners.
5: Sure, sure. So um, I am, I guess, first and foremost, someone who was chronically single for decades. And I'm a psychotherapist. And um, kind of at the same time as I was struggling with my own search for love, I had so many clients that were as well. So I tried to kind of really learn what, why I sucked at dating. And I really, really sucked at dating. I sucked at it so badly that I actually started a support group for chronically single psychotherapists. <laughs> and, uh, and that I love was it. was really helpful. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we need it. we psychotherapists. We need that help. Um, but so so I had to do a lot of work and a lot of work learning, and I kind of chronicled what I learned as I learned it. And that led to my book, Deeper Dating. I was still single. Um, that led in the process to me adopting a child as a single dad. Oh, good um, for you. Yes, yes, and um, our son is now about to graduate high school, and uh, that has been an amazing... You know, I said yes to love, and that was what came first. It wasn't a partner. And then, Mm -hmm. through all of that, I met my husband. Meanwhile, I was teaching, you know, I was this, like, therapist teaching about finding love, even though I wasn't in a relationship, but I knew what I was learning worked. And I taught all the way through, and uh, wrote that book, and... um, you know, teach classes, teach intensives, lecture all over the place, write for psychology today, and most recently started the Deeper Dating podcast where I get to mm-hmm. kind of talk about what I'm learning. And, and And like each one of you, I'm endlessly fascinated in what it means to date well and to find love because it's kind of like it's a miracle, but it's a miracle that you can earn. So that's my story.
4: Well, Ken, I think you're so incredibly insightful, and there's so many things that you write and you talk about that resonates with me, and I'm sure resonates with a lot of our listeners. And one thing that you talk about is attractions of deprivation and attractions oh, yeah. of inspiration. And before I butcher what this means, um, <laughs> can you give us uh, an example of what each of those mean?
5: Yeah, absolutely. So, So here's what I say. I say that, like... In the simplest terms, every one of us has two kind of circuitries of attraction, and we, we all have them both, and a circuitry of attraction, of death of deprivation, is when you're attracted to someone because you're trying to get them to love you, or you're trying to get them to treat you right, and they almost love you, or they almost mm-hmm. treat you right, or they almost can commit, but they can't. They ultimately can't, and that's a real attraction because you feel like if I can finally get this person, then that means Mm -hmm. I'm okay, and that that means I can find love. And, you know, so many of us have lost years in that process, and it's Mm -hmm. a real circuitry, and it feels like love because it's like almost love. And then the other circuitry, which is a different one that most of us don't even know some people that really know how to find love, and they do it easily, and they do it well. But for the rest of us, we need to learn about this other circuitry, and it's what I call circuitry of attractions of inspiration, and that is when you fall in love with somebody because of their goodness and their decency, and the fact that their love for you is so might not always look as sexy at first Mm -hmm. and it might even scare you or freak you out a little bit that this person is so available like what is wrong with them but those qualities where they inspire you by how they treat you by how Mm -hmm. they act in the world by the kind of person they are Mm -hmm. that's happiness that's like where you that's the Only place you want to really look for love, and you can cultivate that circuitry. And when you do, your dating life changes top to bottom. Actually, um, the Oprah people excerpted that section of my book, which which attractions lead to love and which Mm -hmm. lead to pain.
4: So, what would what kind of advice would you give to people who are listening who get stuck and can't break free from? being stuck with the almost person, the person that is giving them love, but not the kind of love that they need or all the love that they deserve.
5: Yeah. Well, I want to say, first of all, it is the hardest thing in the world. It's just the hardest thing in the world. And you are going to be, if you're stuck in that, you have to assume that you're a little bit, during the being stuck in it, you're going to be a little bit nuts. You are not going to have clear vision. You are going to need to rely on friends that remind you that it's not about what's wrong with you that you have to fix, And that when you go Mm -hmm. on endlessly and endlessly about what this person did wrong, that your friend says, yeah, this really happened. And, you know, we need the help of our friends. We need the help of therapists. We need the help of our intuition. Because, you know, in those relationships, your gut is always saying, like, Mm -hmm. this isn't right, no, 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 this isn't really working. I don't feel good. I don't feel safe. I don't trust this person. Right. So it's hard. It's really hard. Like the image that I have of this is like like a little kid who's holding a piece of broken glass in her hand. And it's really pretty and it's really colorful, but it's cutting the inside of her hand, but she's not going to let it go for anything. And that's kind of my image of what it's like having been in a lot of those relationships myself in the past.
2: Uh, Ken, what do you think about the three date rule? We've talked about that on the podcast before, where most of the times when you're going on dates, you should go on three dates with the same person before you really make a judgment on that. What are your thoughts on?
5: You know, I think that's a good rule. However, I think if the person is nasty, don't go on three dates.
2: Because well, that of course,
5: will continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, assuming none of that stuff, none of that really creepy stuff, I think the three date rule is a really nice one. Like, like I once was dating somebody, and um, I had a mentor who really was helpful to me, and and this this guy that I was dating, because for me it was a guy, um, was he was nice, but I wasn't really that interested, and um, I didn't know if I should keep dating him, and um, my mentor said to me, keep dating him because in a little bit of time he's either going to get more beautiful to you or he's mm-hmm. you know, and either way you'll know. So I think it's a great rule. My
4: friend actually has a rule um, and she, if she answers yes, yes, no at the end of this at the end of a date, then she'll go on a second date with them. And so the questions are, did I have uh-huh. fun? If that's a yes, that's great did he make me feel good if that's a yes that's great did he make me feel bad and if that's a no that's also great so if she answers yes yes no to those three questions she gives the guy second chance even if she's like "Eh, i'm not sure if i'm like super attracted to him but i want to get to know him and i want to see what if we can have a stronger connection so that's her little date rule
5: that's so crazy that's great
2: that's I like great. that too, but yeah. it's crazy to think about that sometimes you're putting uh, the yes, yes, no rule for your soulmate. You know, it's it's not weird to think about. Say your friend goes on a date with somebody and they do that and then they they answer yes, yes, and no. So she's like, all right, I'll go on another date with this person. They go on another date and then they end up falling in love and getting married. Isn't that crazy to think back upon like everything that could have fallen through? I don't know. That just kind of went through my head. That like everything that was predicated on her marrying her soulmate was simply a yes, yes, no. I, I
5: love know. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so crazy, it's like, and then, if you weren't like on that street corner right at that time, and you wouldn't have met that person, there's such this is why it's like I'll tell you what I see in my work. What I see is that when people make certain specific changes, the people they meet change, like mm-hmm. their field somehow changes, mm-hmm. and then which is amazing right there then, kind of like, you, got, I don't know if any of you have experienced that. You kind of like sometimes get messages from the inside. Oh, like absolutely. And the message might be like, yeah, you find that too? Mm-hmm. So I
2: totally, would gut instincts, yeah.
5: You. Yep, yep, yep. Have any of you had gut instincts that like really kind of changed your future?
4: So like strong, Yes. I think I, well, this is my, I love that this is like a lead-in to a question that I had for you. I feel like we're at an age where we're the most intelligent we've ever been, but also the most troubled. Um, yeah, and I think it's the- a lot of noise that's around us, a lot of social media, yeah. uh, compar- comparing ourselves um, to other people, comparing our relationship to other relationships that are out, are out there. And you talk about authenticity. And leading with your authenticity. And then you also mentioned intuition today. And I feel like sometimes it's so hard to grasp the definition of those two, um, like very simple ideas, being authentic and following your intuition. But there's so much outside noise that that masks what we should be doing and what we're already born with. How can we tap into our intuition a little bit more or at least trust our gut? Because I've been in relationships where I knew from, the first day I met someone, I was like, nah, this is not going to work. But I guess my insecurities, I was feeding my insecurities and I was feeding my ego. Like, okay, well, I'm going to, like you said, I want him to like me. So I feel better about myself. And, but my intuition kept pushing me away further and further away from that person. until um, to, uh, to the point where we just became two beings and not, we weren't one anymore. So how can we tap in into our, how can we tap into our intuition a little bit more?
5: Oh my God, that was, that was like, So great what you said and really 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 so true i mean that's just it's such a true thing that it's like you just defined a big piece of like the wiser dating path and this is what i would say the real lessons of dating are the lessons of intimacy and the lessons of intimacy are the greatest lessons of your life so Mm -hmm. this was one of them you know how do you like kind of like Calm down and tune into what you really feel instead of getting so, uh, like, bewildered by all the noise or seduced by all these other things you're being told. And um, Uh I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say about that. But, like... There's two things I want to say in particular, and one is that you need to listen for those moments of intuition. That's like a Mm -hmm. really big deal, and you want to try to not think you can outsmart your intuition, because every time we think we're going to outsmart our intuition, like I know better, it usually bites Mm -hmm. us in the butt. Uh So. Yeah, yeah, so so I think those moments of intuition are, like, such a big deal, and, you know, in my work with people, I have such amazing stories about, like, people getting woken up in the middle of the night with an insight about what they have to do or they don't have to do, or finally getting hit with something, or just getting that gut feeling of, like, oh, this person could be, like, home for me, like, I could see that. Right. You know that, that really strong feeling. So, one thing we have to do is really learn to listen to those kind of whispers of intuition, and um, and the other thing is, I want to, I would love to um, share the greatest, and it's really easy, it's really quick, but it is the number one greatest practice that I know for listening to your intuition and following it and having that change your life. So, could I show? Can I teach it to you all? Oh, yeah, please
2: do! We're all ears.
5: Oh, good, good. Okay, so so then um, I'm going to ask uh, everyone who's listening, and I'm going to ask each of you to um, to give this a shot. Okay? okay, so just close your eyes for a second. It's going to be really quick, but it's it's pretty wonderful.
2: Dean, close just your just eyes. Close
5: your eyes, unless you're driving. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, just kind of think of the you that you are when you're really freely loving. Be like you freely loving your pet or a family member or a kid or you know Mm -hmm. also a romantic love. Like who you become when you're really that kind of like free and goofy and uh, like just just uh, open version of you. So just think about that you. Just picture like how that feels and how you are. And then you have to get it perfectly. Just, Just a general idea. And then, like, remember a time that you felt really comfortable in your own skin, like, really great in your own skin, just, like, so good with yourself. And just kind of remember that. Hold that memory. And one more question. Think about a time that, like, you really felt loved by somebody, and I don't mean somebody that, like, later down the road betrayed you or let you down. Someone who, like, to this day you say that was like a good person. But remember what it feels like, what it has felt like, to be really just loved, and hold all those feelings together. And now imagine a you that lives that way. It's like the you you're meant to be. It's like the you on the other side of all your inner glass ceiling, it's like a wise, wise version of, like, the you that you are born to be. And just picture that you. And now, become that you. Just, it's an imagination exercise. You don't have to earn it. Just, like, imagine you are in that you, which isn't that hard in a way because it's you. So just imagine now you're in the skin of that you, like that you that you know you are and you're born to be. And imagine looking at the you of today, who's struggling and asking these questions about love. What do you most want, from this fantastic place, what do you most want to impart to the you of today? Like, what's the message that comes from you, from this place? comes from the inside of you that you want to say to the you of today. Just take a minute to think about what that is. Okay, did you guys get
2: something yeah mm-hmm. i think we got something out of it i did i was very reflective Good, you a message? Mm-hmm. yeah well i hope our listeners whoever's listening can do the same exact practice except while you're driving like you s- ken said so mm-hmm. if you guys are listening at home definitely close your eyes and listen to ken and and try to do those practices just for a minute or so
4: just ken your voice so is so the- soothing
5: Oh oh thanks thanks <laughs> you yeah, have a meditation teacher so um so uh, my son wouldn't say so when i'm yelling at him to do his homework <laughs> but, you know <laughs> apart from that but but so yeah so if you do that process whatever you got i just want to tell you it's probably smarter than anything any therapist could tell you well, and we if go. you make that, yeah, if you, you know, I, I'm a shrink, and I do this process with people, with my clients all the time, and the stuff they come up with again and again, I think, wow, that is better than what I would have said, and I'm a pretty good therapist. So yeah, yeah. great exercise if you do it every day for a minute or two, you're going to become that person much more quickly and you're going to make choices in love. Like when you're at a kind of choice point in your dating life and you do that exercise, you're almost always going to get guidance. And it's never going to be critical but it's going to be very real. And if you follow it, you're probably going to speed your path to finding your relationship by 50% right
2: there. Well, that's incredible. Well, Ken, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, you've definitely dropped some knowledge on all of us and everybody listening to this. You guys can get Ken's book, Deeper Dating, How to Drop the Games of Seduction and Discover the Power of Intimacy and Popular Psychology today. That is available everywhere books are sold. You can also listen to Deeper Dating Podcast, Everywhere Podcast, uh, you know, iTunes, all that good stuff. Um, Ken, do you have any social media you want to plug?
5: Oh, sure. So Twitter is KenPageLCSW. And uh, same for Facebook.
2: All right, perfect, Ken. Uh, everybody, go follow him. And thank you once again for coming on, Ken Page. We really appreciate it.
5: Oh, it was great. Thank to you, Ken. Thank you all. Thanks.
2: Thank you. You know what's really cool about Ken? He was in Oprah Magazine. How badass is that? It's very badass. Yeah. Apparently. Thanks, Dean. How are you? <laughs>
0: yeah. How's that contribution there? Sorry for, oh, sorry for being sil- silent during that whole conversation. I feel like you guys were carrying it well enough so I didn't have to the step The one guy who anything. needs the most help. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I really
2: appreciate that. I think that's such an overrated statement. Dean, you do not need help. <laughs> I don't really... Hold uh on. it's It's... What, hey, Vanessa?
4: Okay. I wrote Dean... So it was Dean's birthday yesterday and thank God for our group chat because I, no- I wouldn't have been notified because I'm not really ever on Instagram <laughs> unless I have to post something for work. So... Dean that message I don't feel I don't feel like you actually internalize it the way I wanted you to.
0: What do you want to read it for the listeners?
4: Yes, absolutely. Okay, thank so, you. So, first of all, we all know how many people love Dean and how many people want to be dating him. And we all know how much he loves to self-deprecate and make fun of himself. Yeah. So I said, My love, exclamation point, exclamation point. I'm so sorry I didn't know it was your birthday today. I hope you had the most magical day because you are magical. Thank you for being in my life and for being my friend. I hope this year brings you insight on all the impact you have made in people's lives and shows you true how truly special you are. There was a typo there, but that's why. This is your year. I can't wait to I can't wait to see you continue to thrive. There are so many (laughs) types of message. I can't even, (laughs) I could not understand. But basically I wanted Dean to, I want Dean to take this year kind of like a sabbatical on himself Mm. and take this year to really like you travel so much and you do so many things that can be so insightful on all the positive qualities that you have and really own them and really believe that you are that person that I see that you are. And that's what I hope this year brings you.
0: Thanks, V. But you said that I, you don't think that I uh, gave you the response that you were hoping for yesterday? No. Well, what did you it respond like, with?
4: It was like three words. I so, said. Thanks, V.
0: I said, ah, thanks, V. Heart emoji, heart emoji. <laughs> that's
2: very cute I don't know I have a difficult anytime somebody like like gives me a whole paragraph about how great I am I've a very difficult time like responding to I anything agree. like yeah, that I'm the same way
0: I was at dinner I'm like, too at the time and I was like I couldn't really come back with like a long heartfelt response but I do appreciate it and I did internalize it and Vanessa thank you for the birthday wish obviously it doesn't matter what time I got it it's the thought that counts and you know I love you I
1: that's just, true I'm just bad at that
0: stuff
4: I'm, I, listen, guys, I was really bad at receiving compliments. Um, even when I go out for dinner and I know someone wants to be paying for me and they bring out their wallet, I used to fight them, literally jump on them, put their wallet back in their purse. And now I'm like, no, ex- learn how to accept good things that come your way. So if ever someone wants to pay for dinner, I say, thank you. I'm not going to fight it. If someone says something nice about me, I'm like, thank you. And I'm going to actually internalize it and believe it. And yeah, that's I- what I learned how to do.
2: I agree I used to like Anytime I used to get a compliment I'd always fight it And be like Oh no Like if somebody came up And said hey You have a great jaw like Nah it's just It's fine It's really not that good And then it would create This awkwardness in the air And now I've realized Just to say thank you Like hey right. You know You have patchy facial hair Well thank Thanks. you Thank you very much I appreciate <laughs> it
0: It's very nice of you to say It's just I think that by agree- By thanking them So abruptly like that You're like agreeing With them almost You know
4: And who gives a sh- yeah. I have a list of things that I love about myself. And if Name you one of them. One of them Give, one of yeah, them, yeah. Uh, sure. My, my, you should go you around the to, room
6: and each say something you love about yourself.
4: Okay. Um. I love my height because I feel like it's a good five foot three and a half is a good height to like date someone that's like a little bit taller. So everyone's always naturally going to be kind of taller than you. I love my teeth. I love my smile. I love my positive energy. I love the length of my hair. I love... Um, my styes that I had on my freaking eyes for two weeks. Yeah, what's up I with all, all these styes you keep getting? I don't know what the f is happening. What? I was love
0: your styes. You, we got, I thought you said I was styes.
6: With you for a while. They were,
4: they were part of because I've learned how to love. Because we live in a world where we want the Kardashian body, the small waist, the big hips, the everything has to be perfect. And life is not perfect. Like, I have cellulite on my ass, and I love the cellulite on my ass. Because that means I have a big for ass.
0: The, for the record, I know that girls uh, idolize the Kardashian body, but I don't think I know a single guy that's like, "Wow, Kim K has really got it going on." I is don't know I, 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 I don't know a single guy. Uh, I don't right. know a single guy personally that looks at Kim K's body and is like, "That's the body that I want my girlfriend to have." No guy is like, "Damn, that's good looking." But Dude, like, I you grew up with like girls come- idolize her obviously because Kim K is if is the most, if not the most, or is one of the most, if not the most famous person in the world. Mostly because girls idolize her for the way that she looks when like i just said guys not a single guy i know thinks she's attractive dean who do you think the most attractive kardashian is or jenner you know what i mean um the fam oh well kendall's obviously super hot all right besides kendall what's uh what's her name not not chloe courtney i think is courtney the, of the courtney? kardashians courtney's the, best. So more the natural
4: looking yeah yeah Vanessa, I what do you the think same too yeah i would say the same too uh, isn't it funny
2: i feel like
0: anytime a
4: model right
2: well, Kylie is Kylie's hot. The
4: model, yeah, the model, Kylie's a very right?
2: good-looking woman. Yeah, yeah, she's the model. I mean, they're all models, aren't they? Kinda. I, I guess the point
0: that well, I'm trying no, to make. Well,
4: she's actually a runway model. The
2: point that I'm
0: trying to make is girls idolize Kim K for the way that she looks, but guys at the same time don't really look up to her as like beautiful. I mean, she's beautiful, sure, but like not like okay, a. Okay, fine. Sex
4: not, not just Kim K. Anyone really? And I like I was sick on my on my couch last week, and I posted about it, and I went on Instagram, and I was looking flipping through everyone's like pages. And I'm like, oh, my God, this person is traveling to that place. This person has that job. This person looks like this. This person is working out five times a week and eating super healthy. And I'm like, I'm not doing any of those things. And then I started comparing myself. And I'm like, why am I comparing myself when I have so many amazing things to be grateful for? And the most important one of them all, my health.
0: Mm. Minus the thighs.
4: Minus the size, yeah, guys. It was so. It it was so. We went to Napa, and I'm so sorry, Jared. We were supposed to record a podcast, but our podcast did get pushed to later, and ended up getting really no. And I remember saying like, my body's not gonna be able to handle it. And of course, with my travel, my luck with traveling, my flight the next day was canceled.
2: Yeah, that sucked. I remember that that you texted because you had a straight shot, didn't you, from San Fran to Montreal, and then it got canceled, and then you had a layover after you were sick. Yeah, bad day. Bad couple days for you. Sorry about that.
0: It
4: was a bad, Yeah, it was a bad couple of days, but um, I don't know. I don't know what,
0: Vanessa, I don't know who, who you pissed off or what you did wrong in your life, but you literally have the worst travel luck.
4: I really do. And I usually always travel for work. It's not like as if I'm traveling to go have fun. So it's like, it's not an obligation, but I'm doing it because it's for work and I'm still getting shot in the foot.
2: Yeah, Vanessa, but you're a very optimistic person. I feel like sometimes when you put out in the air, you you get back. So maybe instead of you saying you're a sh- crappy traveler that you know you can say, hey, I've had a bad run of luck, but now things are gonna turn and my traveling stories are gonna get better and maybe they'll get better. You
0: just maybe got to I just need universe. a
4: vacation to kind of like all balance it out. Law of attraction. And... Well okay, Dean, uh, back to you.
0: Sure, let's put it up back on me.
4: What do Birthday you boy. want what do you want this year to bring
0: for um, you? Um
2: Paradise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> shut up jared, <laughs> you said that jared. <laughs> of course i was gonna say that dean do you think what jared I'm, of Van- I'm vanessa i'm answering vanessa's
2: question come on I, but man, i want to one thing yeah, time. all right answer the question because my question is very similar to vanessa's i just kind of wanted to pity back off it <laughs> pity back off of it piggy pity. Back off of it um
0: i think that I, if the if the year ahead holds very similar to what the year behind held i would be pretty happy in terms of traveling and meeting new people and that's basically what's already off to a start so actually uh after dinner last night i went rock climbing because i'm going on this trip next week um and i want to get like at least semi fit before going and i was sitting in the parking lot and i know how last week i think we discussed how i was flying to marrakesh for uh may 2nd like next week beginning of may whatever it was um i decided instead of going to marrakesh i'm going to go to china and so I, I was sitting in the parking lot of the rock climbing gym that i was about to go climbing in and um, I booked a plane ticket to China instead of Marrakesh. So wow, um, I just I, I hope that that's that's kind of a, a continued process. And then I think uh, I think I mentioned this last week as well too, is once I go to Colorado this week, I hope I'm driving a van back to Los Angeles. I've got a couple of that up that I'm gonna look at. And so hopefully that will be a big uh, central point of the next year of my life is being mm-hmm. able to be mobile and drive my van around to wherever I want, while also being able to catch flights to other countries and see things that I've always wanted to see as well. Um, so that's what the year ahead holds. Uh, I know that that obviously doesn't really revolve much around my romantic life. And I think that for this uh, phase of my life, romance is really going to have to take a back seat to self exploration and discovery. And I'm perfectly fine with that. And actually, I was thinking about it even a little bit more yesterday. Um, like everyone kind of aspires to be in a relationship, right? Like if you're single, mm-hmm. 99.9% of the time, you're always like, okay, like how could I get into a relationship? How could I find a girlfriend or a boyfriend? but I'm just so much better as a single person. Like I'm so much better through and through single than I am in a relationship.
4: I, I had that mentality too. I remember when I would jump into relationships, I, I would cry to my system be like, I hate who I become when I'm in a relationship. I become like more insecure and I become uh, clingy to the person and my dreams and the aspirations that I have kind of take a backseat. And I love who I am when I'm single But I think uh, with this relationship now, at least I'm learning how to mesh my single mentality of the things that I want to achieve in life into my relationship. Um, Because I I hated who I became in a relationship. I I always prioritized the other person. And I I remember dating someone who kind of told me like, well, you're not allowed doing this anymore. And I kind of had to quit this job that I had. I didn't have to. I didn't have to. Sorry. I allowed myself to let him take control of my work life
0: right and then you have to start worrying about someone else reacting to the things that you're doing other than just you because someone else is connected so it's like if i want to live in a van for a year i have to worry about someone else worrying about me living in a van for a year you know but if i'm single i don't have to worry about buying a plane ticket to china for two weeks if i just want to go and do it you know what i mean yeah but that's
2: kind of been like the the positive and negatives of being in a relationship and being single for however long like yes when you're in a relationship, you can't do everything you want. You have to compromise. But then again, when you're single, you get so lonely because you just long for that. Not so much just a relationship, but kind of being a part of a team.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm okay. going to say you said there are positives and negatives. I don't really look at it with having any negatives. Being I single? Yeah. Not a single
2: one. You don't like the like the feeling of... Intimacy. Having someone always be by your side I don't that's think... what I love most about being in a relationship with Ashley is that it's no longer just about me it's like I I kind of have somebody that I'm going through life with cuz life can be really shitty sometimes and it's really nice to have that comfort of like hey you're going to be right there with me whenever bad times occur that's yeah. i don't know but
0: I don't...
4: Dean you look like you ha- you see it seems like you have a lot of supportive friends
0: I have a lot of supportive friends obviously for all of us too we have the like our internet quote unquote friends
2: you know like there's never really we also distinguish though being in a relationship with somebody and and being friends with someone though like i would never have said the same thing about going through life with ashley when we were just friends
0: yeah no i i can understand where you're coming from too i think it's i don't really want a conventional life and so it's for me to uh i think it's harder to find someone that's willing to uh, I guess, accept those parts of me, like the wanting to live in a van or the, you know, not showering there's every someone day for, cook, but but that There's kind someone of stuff. for
4: everyone. So I know so many people who live, there's a couple who now uh, they, they just got pregnant and they live in a van and they're like, Oh, we're going to have to get a bigger van. Cause now we're having a baby. So
0: wow. I'm just, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, does that person have a sister or a niece or
4: well she does live in la so i can always reach out to her actually you know who knows her is our, our dear friend nick vial yeah yeah our and dear speaking friend. of nick hold on i just got it uh i didn't check a, I, i've been checking my phone while we were like talking right now but i just got a link to um should i not talk about this
2: well, you might as well drop it now. It's, oh. so there, there's a, I'm assuming that you're alluding to the article about Nick making out with a guy.
4: Right. I didn't read about it. I just saw the the title, but you know how titles are so misleading. So I'm they assuming it's a role that he was yeah. playing on a TV show or something. It,
2: that's exactly what it was. He was playing a part, okay. uh, that required where he had a kissing scene with a guy and he talks about it with the call your daddy girls, which is the podcast on Barstool sports. Um, and so when i saw that too i felt bad because it is a very misleading well, wait a second yeah. let's talk about this jared have you ever kissed a guy before i have not Benazza, you? have you ever t- kissed a girl
4: absolutely
0: yeah i've kissed guys before like tongue yeah. i mean no but i've kissed frequently pecs throughout the night nick was actually one of them
4: oh so kissed, we kissed the oh, same person i
0: kissed nick at iheart radio music awards in las vegas like 19 times one night
4: while well, we were friends Yeah. You cheated on me. I kissed
0: Alex Bordikoff like 30 times Friday
2: night at Coachella this past weekend.
3: (laughs) That I believe.
2: (laughs) Well, this was a little bit different because he was playing for a role. I think he might have been playing a game in. I'm not sure. But it was like a makeout session. It wasn't a peck or anything like that. So, I mean, the question is, have you ever made out with a guy, Dean? No, I guess there's never any tongue. Not that I can remember, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, a few beers in. Who knows? (laughs) So, Jared, you've never kissed a guy before, huh? I have not. Come on. I'm trying to think if there's, I'm sure there's been a friend peck. Like, I'm sure you've probably pecked me on the list before, and I'm just not remembering. Would uh, you kiss Tom Brady? There you go. No. Ooh. Oh, God. Mark, what? don't ask me that no. on the air. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's. You know a, you would. I, no, I wouldn't. I'd grab a beer with Tom Brady. No, because and I've talk been asked it. this, too, about, like, heroes of mine, and
6: there's no chance.
2: Yeah, I would not it, do that. No, I want to just really? be friends. Like I want to talk about his 6 Super Bowl championships, you know? That's what I want. I mean, Tom Brady kisses his kids on the lips. Well, honestly, when Mark yes, asked yeah. me that was the first thing that went through my mind was that like I think it's, you know, to each their own because I've seen Tom Brady kiss, you know, his, his his dad and 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 his son on his lips so Coach like, is is well, really? no, the coach the coach kissed somebody else on the lips. I saw that picture too where Belichick was kissing somebody. Mm. I don't remember what it was. I think he kissed but There's Kraft like a, too. you know, Hmm. huh Didn't he kiss craft when Oh, that's like, who it was. Yeah. it was was it was that he's just passionate that's fine how do we get on of topic yeah i mean you show love in different ways right yeah. so if little was like hey, we we together together, like like, hey, bro, i love you you, was was like, i hey, i gonna to you you the the lips. I'm not gonna no. <laughs> well, i not not
4: to to say well a peck is different than than a tonsil hockey
2: yeah i
0: agree i'd make, no make out with of tatum questions questions you'd make out of him yeah full on tongue yeah mm-hmm. good all of it's the a Ranger, is that Channing- of a little bit as
6: well
4: I Channing Tatum that
0: cute wow wow it's not just his looks it's also his personality that really just does it for me step up again and tell me a different I
4: mean I do love (laughs) I do love his personality but I'm like "Mm, okay or
0: Jump Street he's hilarious yeah Yeah. yeah, oh he's he's great Um,
6: I'm (laughs) sorry to interrupt but we do need to take a break. Okay, we need to get some emails. Um, also, uh, I wanted to thank Dean for that beautiful, heartfelt text response I got from you last night. That was very sweet
0: and very kind, <laughs> no, and I really you're gonna make appreciate it.
4: <laughs> you're lucky I'm not in studio.
0: <laughs> okay, so I got a, obviously got a lot of birthday texts yesterday. Depen- very nice. Depending uh, on you. where I was and what I was doing at the time, it I was touched. There <laughs> was deeper responses sometimes. <laughs> Mark, you know? can
4: you read your can you read your text message or can you forward it to me? I,
0: I could only do it with Dean's permission. You can read it. That's fine. All right.
6: I sent Dean. Oh boy. This is what I sent Dean, because it was his birthday yesterday, and I'm a big fan of Dean, and I just said, happy birthday, Deaners. Proud to call you my friend.
3: I said uh-huh. that, too.
6: Short and sweet. He wrote back, thanks, Mark Wong. That's a long story, but <laughs> I'm super lucky to get to work with someone of your caliber, and it is an honor to be your friend as well. That's And then the double high five hands. Sh- Isn't that nice? Uh, we're well, not together, apart. Hands apart. I sent Dean a text, too. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we? I said... L caps, happy birthday, five exclamation points, horn, cake, present, balloon emoji. He sent back. More emojis that I got. He sent back. Thanks, Eastie. Emoji of a little man holding his palms to the camera.
0: <laughs> the hugging emoji. Is that what that is? It really depends on where I was during the day. So when Easton texted me, it was 3.55 p.m., I was... Buying a new set of golf clubs. And so I was, a oh. preo- I was preoccupied at the I time. I wasn't
2: expecting a response ah. at all. I was thrilled I got something.
0: <laughs> Mark texted me. I think I was between buying clubs and going to dinner so I could put a little bit more effort into it. Vanessa texted me. I was at lunch with my manager. Something like that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Mark, what do we want to talk
2: about well, now? We'll take a break. We'll come back and do some emails. <laughs> okay. All right, guys, I got something to talk about. I want to talk about sleep number. You've heard me talk about this mattress before. Now, Ashley and I, we kind of disagree on the firmness on our beds and how we like it, but... We can compromise with sleep number. Now, for proven quality sleep, there's the sleep number 360 smart bed because better sleep will certainly change your life. Now, so many couples, including Ashley, I, I, and I, man, say that five times fast. Uh, We disagree on mattress firmness all the time, but... Sleep Number 360 smart beds let you choose your ideal firmness on each side so it's just right for the both of you guys. Now, the Sleep Number 360 smart beds are so smart, they sense your every move and automatically adjust to you, keeping you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. When you add a FlexFit smart adjustable base, you can also raise the head or foot of the bed for ultimate relaxation. Partners snoring? Well, there's even an adjustment for that. Ashley doesn't snore, so that's not a huge problem. I wonder if I snore. Dean, do you know if you snore? Uh, Only if I'm drunk. (laughs) Interesting. All right, you guys can come in now and save up to $1,000 on select Sleep Number 360 smart beds when you add a smart, adjustable base only for a limited time... Uh, limited time, though. Sleep Number is ranked number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses by J.D. Power. For 2018 award information, you can visit jdpower.com. Now, you only find Sleep Number at one of their 575 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Now, you can visit sleepnumber.com slash dean to find the one nearest you. Yet again, that's sleepnumber.com slash dean dean to find one of the closest stores near you to get your sleep number 360 smart bed today i'm on my Check way there immediately after this podcast as you well should do you sleep with your dog at the bed dean
0: if i had a dog yeah
2: i thought you had uh I, uh you...
0: i do but she doesn't live with
2: me oh, very oh my sensitive. god what's your, what's your dog's name nala Nala, oh, I'm so sorry. Because okay. Nala you know, she's a big girl, so if she sleeps on one side and likes the bed a little bit firmer. You know, you guys <laughs> might disagree about that. She is big and she is fat. That's the truth. Oh, she's just got curves. Yeah.
0: Third love, they have bras and half sizes for your boobies.
4: They do, <laughs> and you know when you go to the uh, when you go to stores, usually it's like bra size A, B, C, D, or double D, and then it goes into uh, the double letters but what most brands fail to do is have half size half cup sizes and that's what third love does so third love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their fit finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel i'm wearing my third love bra right now and it's so comfortable third love offers more than 70 sizes that's 70 70 sizes including their signature half cup sizes I'm actually a half cup size. I'm not going to tell you my cup size, but I'm actually a half half cup size. All you got to do is answer a few simple questions in their Fit Finder quiz to find your perfect fit in just 60 seconds. It's really that simple and easy. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, put it, on and test it out and if you don't love it you can return it and third love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need but i'm telling you they're so they're super comfortable you're going to fall in love with yours third love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit fit stylists are available every single day and they're there to help you via text, chat or phone and returns and exchanges are free and easy to do third love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone so right now they're offering our listeners off your first order. All you have to do is go to thirdlove.com slash Vanessa to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash V-A-N-E-S-S-A for 15% off today.
0: Vanessa, bras are pretty expensive, right? Typically. So I'm just saying 15%, that could be a lot in savings.
4: I mean, and you know, you want to get different color bras if you're wearing uh, a dark If you're wearing a dark top, you want to wear a dark colored bra and vice versa. If you're wearing light, you want to get light. So there's multiple bras you want to get. So yeah, it does get expensive. So 15% off is a really great deal.
6: Dude, do you want to sing the song in to end the spot?
0: Thirdlove.com. They're good for boobies and half sizes. And they're so comfortable. (laughs) A voice of an angel. (laughs) So uh, a little bit of an interesting situation because Jared's wedding obviously is coming up and Vanessa, Is joking around about maybe not being on the guest list and she had to step away, gather her thoughts, but we're going to get them both back on the phone and discuss the situation. Hi, Vanessa. How are you doing, Vanessa?
3: I'm just sad.
4: (sighs) No, I just, I don't want, like I texted you. I just don't want you to think that I was mad. Like I get, I totally get it. I just, um...
2: Vanessa, you have nothing to apologize for or, or 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 try to explain. I totally understand. I wanted to talk to you off air about it, um, you know, because it's just obviously been on my mind for quite some time as well and trying to handle the situation as best as possible um, for everybody involved. But if I'm being honest, most importantly, um, both Ashley and I, because we just want to, you know, uh make everybody happy but also uh make sure that you know that day is most importantly about us um so i think for a while it's just been weighing on me and trying to figure out the right words how to say things um but (laughs) i don't know but we, we we can i would love to talk more about it in depth just maybe not here if that's cool
4: Well, I mean, I assume, I assume, I I mean, I understand. And I guess it's, I don't want to make an ass out of myself by making an assumption, but I'm assuming it's because of a particular person. And I, and I get that. Um, and like I said, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not like, I'm not anything. I think I'm, I'm mostly just sad.
2: (laughs) Well, I would never want to make you sad, Vanessa, obviously. Um,
4: it's not, I mean, it's just sad because, um, Like I said earlier, it's not like a birthday that happens once a year. Um, You know, it's like I vouch for you guys, and I know he has too, and I I just I don't want this to become a I I, I don't want this to become about me. Like, of course I want you and Ashley to have the most amazing and spectacular wedding day with zero stress. Um, And that, like, I I want the absolute amazing wedding day for you guys, and if that means me um, you know,
2: I don't want to make Watching it a- from
4: afar Then, like, that's what it is. I, but I don't want this to be about me. I'm just saying like, of course, like I would have, I would have loved to have witnessed um, the love that you guys have for each other and, and be there uh, to see it official. But um, I guess I don't need to be a part of the wedding day to, to see the love that you guys do have for each other.
2: Well, I also don't want to make this, um, you know, uh, I, <sighs> i appreciate that and you're wonderful for saying that and uh i think w- one it's so stupid uh, i really just don't feel comfortable if i'm being honest talking or even addressing it on the podcast right now because it's just okay well,
4: we'll, it, we'll talk we'll talk later oh uh, well, because I honestly to- i
2: Pretty much, I wanted to talk to you about it, but we hadn't, we haven't even done the invitations yet. We haven't even sent anything out except for the save the dates, which does not go to everybody invited to the wedding. We went to the save the dates mm-hmm. to like obviously people were like save the date, make sure you can come, and then we're going to send mm-hmm. out more invitations to figure out exactly who's coming. And so we haven't finalized the guest list. I haven't even talked to Nick about this. It's not like he is. Any type of but like I don't, voice but... in my ear, so he it's 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 honestly only been weighing on both Ashley and I, and we've been putting it off because it obviously is an uncomfortable conversation to have with everybody involved, and it has been weighing on us, and we've also been distracted by other parts of the wedding, so we've been able to push it off, and now obviously we're starting getting into the phase of like okay, we're going to start doing the invitations, send those out within the next month, month and a half or so, so we really have to get an idea of who we're inviting and you know who can't come just for not only just like people being there but also for number's sake because the the venue that we do have it maxes out at 180 they said we might be able to squeeze a couple more in there so we have to really kind of cut down the list which ashley and i have both been dreading because we know that there's certain people who might be assuming they're coming but just because the venue doesn't fit enough people we can't invite everybody and so it's certainly been um a cloud looming over our heads and i never would want to make you sad and i'm not even saying who's coming or who's not coming right now because i just truly don't know but i also haven't put out in the universe you coming vanessa just because i'm just we're just trying to put all our ducks in order and figure out um you know what's best for everybody involved um and and that's really it but i I certainly don't want this to become a nick thing I, i i it's not i don't want it to become that he has never said anything about it Throughout this entire podcast, you know, even Dean said off here, it's been kind of crazy that this is the first time it's really ever become awkward. uh, You know, because we're obviously good friends with Nick, we're friends with you. It's like, oh, this is yeah. Now it's kind of coming to a head, Um, and so it's a conversation we're all going to have to have. We haven't had yet, and unfortunately, it kind of like just popped up on the podcast and on air, and here we are talking about it. Yeah,
4: I thought it was. I was making a joke until I realized (laughs) we did an answer, and I was like, oh, I guess it's not a joke. But again, I. I, I don't want to make this it, this is not about me and your wedding day should never be about other people Of course, it's about you want to share the love and you want to make sure the people who are there are You know the people that you love and they want to be there to witness the love that you guys have and so like I said if That if this makes most sense to you, I accept that and i'm not again I, I think I was just like more shocked because um, I was making a joke out of it and um yeah, I, I guess, I, I guess I was just more shocked. Um, and, and I, I didn't I, say I, anything. I wasn't, I wasn't lying. I actually was putting off a lot of my vacation plans in in August cause I didn't know when the date was. And I was, I kind of had a feeling. So I'm like, well, he hasn't really mentioned anything to me, but I know like other people are talking about it and I didn't get a save the date or anything. So I'm like, okay, well I didn't want to make it awkward, but then I was like, hey, must, he must not have my address or something. Um, but again, like, I, I get it. It's real life. Shit happens. It's it's a weird world to be a part of. And um, I I just want you and Ashley to know how much I do vouch for you guys and how much I do adore you guys as a Can couple. And And I can't wait to see how your love will grow. And...
2: Well, thank Um, you for that, Vanessa, and thank you for being so understanding uh, about everything. But I also want to reiterate... I mean, I didn't say anything because we just truly don't know. I don't want to kind of like make false promises. Um and so that's why I was silent then and kind of, you know, have have been silent up to this point because it's just it's it's one of those things where we've been putting off to figure out, you know, the best uh way to handle the situation. And I think Ashley and I really need to sit down at some point soon, specifically when we're kind of putting that final guest list together and be like, Okay, you know, this is what's happening, this is what we're gonna do, so on and so forth. Um, but you, like you said, it is this weird world that we're a part of mm-hmm. that has given us so many wonderful things uh, that has really enhanced all of our lives. Um, but also well, if,
4: if I can give you a little bit of, um, I guess, reassurance and letting you know that if not inviting me is going to give you guys more ease on that day, then do it. Like you like do it. Well,
2: I, well, thank you, Vanessa, for offering that. And, I really, and, of and course- I
4: really do mean that. I do mean that. I mean, I've been part of wedding parties. I, my, you know, like a, a lot of people in my surroundings have been married, and there's so many things after they get married, they're like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. Or, I, you know, there's so many things or an emphasis that they put. They put so many emphasis on things that minor details that didn't really matter at the end of the day. And so I know how much of a stressful, stressful day it can be. Um, so if that's going to ease the stress, then I, you, I don't know what the word is. Like you have my,
2: uh, blessing. I would blessing. Go.
4: Yeah. Uh,
2: well, thank you for that. But yet again, I'll reiterate, we just, we just don't know uh i don't think we've we've um you know really kind of addressed uh, a bunch of different situations and one being that one
0: vanessa and jared why don't we wrap this up and button it up and you guys can obviously discuss a little bit off air maybe we can circle back around to it at a later date but we do have to end the episode um thank you guys for being vulnerable and talking about this i know it's not easy but jared uh, i love you yes at the end of the day it's it's all up between all three of us uh Big thank you to our listeners out there for taking the listen this week. Big thank you to Ken Page for taking the time to speak with us. Be sure to check his book out, Deeper Dating, and his podcast, Deeper Dating, as well. Uh, Big thank you to our sponsors. Big thank you to Mark and Easton, as always. Big thank you to me for celebrating my 28th birthday recently. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> That's the big takeaway from this episode. <laughs> um, you guys are all great. Thank you again once more to the listeners. Be sure to tune in next week when maybe we will suck a little bit less. Follow
6: Help by Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: It's time to
5: celebrate Black History Month